everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. That is, uh, uh, what is this? This is the first look for the U.S. Open 2022. It's upon us. I am here in my office. I was actually projecting ownership for the tournament this week uh, that nobody wants to pay attention to. It's the Canadian Open. The field is crazy, and it keeps changing, so I haven't been able to do that. The ownership projection show has been delayed. Uh but in the meantime, I'm at my office, and here it comes the DraftKings team with their pricing. Just as I prepare my own pricing. So if you're following me on Twitter, uh, you might be able to see this. This is what I do. I predict the pricing. Um, so I was in the middle of doing that, and then all of a sudden the pricing came out. So I was hoping to be able to tweet this today and then get that out there, but I was not able to. I'm bad at doing technology uh if you're here on youtube you can like and subscribe we'll be here uh typically mondays for the first look so today's wednesday i do an ownership show but since DraftKings came out with pricing boom let's show the screen let's share at the tippity tip top you have scotty scheffler where's my spreadsheet we are in massachusetts for this year's u.s open it is the brookline country club let me tell you about it it's uh, in Brookline, Massachusetts. It's called the Country Club. <laughs> I don't know much about it. Um, I haven't done much research on it. I know Joe Idoni, my guy on Preferred Lines, he did a podcast about the course, so I'll have to check that out. Uh, we don't know much about it yet. We do know that there is a contest that you can enter, and it is for $20. It will go uh, and be for 20 Oh, I can't really click this. But, yeah, join the, the contest. Uh, we'll put a, a link in the description. <clears throat> I had Scheffler at 10-5. He is at 11-3. This field's kind of weird. Um, I mean, it's everybody, but it's not at the same time. So it's a little funky, and people qualified to get in, and those names were finalized the last couple days, so I wasn't able to prepare as well on predicting the pricing. But, of course, Scotty Scheffler, he's playing great golf, the Masters champion, someone who's I think four wins this season. If you count the match play, he's playing great golf. Justin Thomas is also defending champion of a major. Well, he just won the PGA championship. We know this and he's at 10, nine, but I thought Rom would sneak ahead. I thought they'd use course history. I thought they would use, I guess some recent form for Rom. We're friends with our friends at fantasy national. They have a website that allows you to look this stuff up. So I'll show right now, John Rom. I mean, he's coming off of a win. This is, again, like DJ style, where his bad weeks are 48th, I guess, and 55th, and different weather draws, or somehow he's playing poorly despite having a top 10. So that's John Rahm, and he is a uh, 10,800. He's less than Justin Thomas by 100 bucks, but he's $300 more than Rory. But there's no, there's more names in the 10K range. There's six 10K and above names. Rory McIlroy at 10,500. Cameron Smith, 10-2. Interesting. I had Cam Smith at 9-6. We're going to have to adjust some of my numbers because I, I thought they would start the names that are at the top lower. So I didn't think they would get to 11-3 for Scheffler. And they're just giving you $400 less for the next guy, I guess. They value Scotty Scheffler's game. He's playing great golf, like we said. I mean, look at Scheffler's recent form. You guys know who Scheffler's been up to. Um, Scheffler uh, in Fantasy National, he has the sec second strokes most strokes gained this season. 
uh, on this website, you can actually sort by certain areas of, you know, how many rounds, a sample size of rounds, but I do all rounds in the last six months and it gives you who's scoring the most strokes gained total. You can sort by that. You can sort by anything really, but I typically will do that. He's second uh, JT. This is a website you should probably use. Use the code Mayo. Get yourself a discount. Uh, where were we? We're talking about Scheffler and how great he's been. It just finished runner-up with 11.9 strokes tee to green. Is that the best he's ever had? Yes. Oh, my God. Holy show. Oh, my gosh. He's playing great, honestly. Like, it's hilarious. He's Tiger Woods, Jr. I mean, look at these numbers. And I'm, I'm guessing that uh, all these firsts are going to result in maybe even some chalk for $11,300 Scotty Scheffler. Would you go to Rory McIlroy at 10,500? Rory's playing great this season. Rory's got a win in the fall. Rory's got some decent finishes. He won the CJ Cup, like I said, in October. And then he had a second at the Masters. We know he ran it uh, on Sunday, really hot. So he got a second place there. And the fifth at Wells Fargo, eighth at the PGA, 18th last time we saw him yesterday, last week, Memorial, putted poorly trending. So I don't know. Would you take the savings and go with Rory at 10-5? Cameron Smith, that's another name we're going to have to look at uh, on Fantasy National because someone told me that Cameron Smith's stats were skewed last week towards around the green and putting. So some weeks he has great putting weeks. Eleven, He made 11 strokes putting the week he won the players. So you got to consider how is this guy making his finishes? He's had two top 13s in a row. One of them was all around the green and the other one was all approach. So that's why you use Fantasy National so you can see those things. But again, Cameron Smith has an all-around game. I don't know if I'd put him ahead of Morikawa, Hovland, Scheffler, or even Spieth. What did I even – I had him – like I said, I had him Xander. I had Spieth. I had um, – I, I guess I didn't have Morikawa. So either way, let's go. Let's go to the 9K range. Or actually, she talked about Morikawa. Oof. Morikawa's not good anymore. Morikawa is 40th in the total strokes gained over the last six months. Playing bad. Look at these finishes. The last three times out, 55th, 40th, missed cut. When was the last time you won? It was the Open Championship last fall or last summer. Could you could you get a low-owned, you know, Morikawa potentially at ten thousand dollars? It's he's probably got the worst sentiment of any of the names up here. But he's Colin Morikawa. My God. So I don't know. That feels like the pivot that would win you a GPP. I don't know. It depends. What did I have him at? I had him at $9,500. So I had Xander ahead of him, and Xander's not ahead of him. i uh kind of surprised by that. So there you go. 9K range. Victor Hovland, he's $9,700 for the U.S. Open. This is – oh, I guess I could put – oh, I did put the first look up there. Nobody really watches this, but this is just for my own self so I can get a bearings of what's going on. Uh, Spieth, 95. That's interesting. Speed's really good. DJ at 9-4? Hmm. Um, I had DJ at $8,900. Uh, Zalatoris, 9-3. Cantley, Hideki, and Lowry round out this range. So where's Sam Burns? Where's Neiman? Where's Sam Burns? He's 8,300? Huh. Brooks is 8,700? I, uh, yeah. Again, this is Wednesday afternoon, a full week and a day ahead of when the tournament actually starts. So 
they released the pricing early. So that's great because I do a program Thursday nights, the golf guys, that's uh, live on YouTube, same place tomorrow night, about 8.30 uh, central time. My buddy Quagnus, Eric Martins, Josh Bennett's on there. We're going to get uh, Sweet Spot DFS. I've got a guest tomorrow. I think Degenerate75 is going to join me. Uh, potentially Cecil, wherever he is, he's missing, but maybe he'll show up. Either way, we like it so that we could get ahead of everybody and do our pri- uh, pod about U.S. Open a week ahead of time. So find us tomorrow night talking about that. Talking about this, the pricing, and seeing Xander at $9,600. That's a fair price, actually, because he's playing really good golf. We're going to check back with Moose's website and see how well has Xander performed. Xander is, in terms of strokes gained total, now this is kind of we could talk about stats for days about how, yes, strokes gain total. But then if you break this down, you click into the rounds that Xander has played, he's playing the hardest events. Whereas if you go back to this page and you see like Norin, why are there two Norins? That's weird. There must be a glitch. I mean, I guess he's playing hard events too. So sometimes you got to dig into what is a, waiting to these strokes gain totals either way i think xander's a fair play at 10 or 9 6 that's probably gonna be up chalky crazy okay what about dj are you gonna go dj at 9400 he's gonna get zero percent on do people hate dj because of the way that he left the pga tour is he gonna be distracted are we gonna have to watch how he performs in this random event this weekend maybe Zalatoris at $9,300 is ahead of Patrick Cantley, Hideki Matsuyama, and Lowry in this 9K range. So they're starting to make us pay for Zalatoris. What did I think Zalatoris would be? Oh, 92. Okay, so it's all about the same. I mean, they got to price people places, and they've got to put names in price ranges. So there you go. you got to figure out if it's a good click, if it's worthy of clicking. Are you going to click Zalatoris? Are we going to do that? I mean, the guy's played awesome. Dude is amazing at golf. Where is he? See, he's got – he's only good at at big events, right? Or is he? He performed at the Memorial. Oh, the Memorial. He was great. He was fifth. Gained on approach. This Charles Schwab and this AT&T Byron Nelson, those are putting contests, and that doesn't work for a putter like Zalatoris. You want – look at this Farmers. He's always performing in hard events. WGC there, PGA last year, Masters again. I mean, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Where is that? The U.S. Open that Rom won. Zalatoris missed the cut, I guess. Hmm. What do we know about U.S. Opens in general? Is that it takes a bomber? You got to be a, you have distance off the tee, or you got to have swing speed. Is that why Cantlay struggles? How's Cantlay's major record? Sometimes you got to consider how they do in majors. They just are bad at them because this dude's good at golf. We, we know this. Look at these. One, one, four, nine, four, two, two, three. I mean, like single-digit finishes for Cantlay. But when it comes to majors, PGA Championship, miscut. Masters, 49th. Players isn't a major, but miscut. Before that, open, miscut. I guess he was 15th at this last year's uh, U.S. Open, so we could consider maybe Cantlay's good at U.S. Opens. Hmm. What is Cantlay's strengths? If you look at his stats, I mean, you could t- you could definitely tell he's an all-around guy. He does everything every once in a while. So we got to catch him on the right week. We got to catch him where his putter is at 14 strokes gain. I mean, my God, that was crazy. Remember that? Either way, okay. 
Uh, 9K range ends with Lowry. You're going to do that or Matsuyama? <coughs> I don't know. Lowry's playing awesome. So Lowry is one of those guys that's up here. Look at this. You got Xander. No, excuse me. JT, Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Rahm, and Zalator. So those are the best golfers over the last six months in terms of strokes gained total with their rounds. Mm. Ooh. What's good about Fantasy National? They may help you to determine what to click because you can sort by relative to par. And obviously the U.S. Open is going to be one of the most, most difficult two-par tournaments of the year. So right now, so far, Rory's the number one player in terms of strokes gained in the last six months on difficult courses relative to par in his last 20 rounds of those types of courses. And then Scotty. And then Zal Torres and Lowry and JT and Sung JM. Okay. Sung Jay plays hardcore as well. That's good to know. We knew that. We loved Sung Jay. Chris Kirk. Oh my gosh. Weird. Okay. So you can kind of glean information from this. Maybe try to help you determine, decide between a name. Let's go to the 8K range and see if we should pepper this 8K range. Because I think you should, especially in a major, in a hard field, when the field is super deep. What's. The reason why they're in the AK range is because DraftKings has to put them there. Do they have a slightly less of a quote-unquote percentage of chance to win? Sure. But are they good golfers? Yes. Neiman is the one of the best on tour, I think, overall. And here he is at 8,900. He leads the range. you got Cameron Young. Young and beautiful, and he is 8-8. They're not fucking around with Cameron Young anymore. They're making you pay 8-8. It's more than Brooks Kepka, who's won two actual u.s opens and he's not he's priced below young however if you look over at my sheet here i did price this stuff out i had him at 81 so i think that's overpriced for brooks in terms of what i thought horschel at 86 coming off the win at memorial that's great fitzpatrick's 85 that's sort of where i had him see i had him all there all these guys we have uh we have homa here where's homa homa's at one okay so you got burger burns Finau, homa and hatton now, I wasn't sure what to do with that, and I think he just entered or got into the U.S. Open. I don't know how he qualified. I don't remember if he was on the original list, but I missed him, and now I have him at 7,500, and he's 8,000. We'll have to see. Hatton is one of the names that, like, Josh Perry. Some people are betting on Hatton this week, I'm noticing on Twitter, at the Canadian Open. So we'll have to consider what happens. We'll have to watch the leaderboard again. This is Wednesday before the tournament starts a week from now. We don't really know much about who to click and why to click them. We're not sure what's going to happen with the Saudi stuff. How are they going? I think truly you should probably not even have an opinion or form one until next Tuesday afternoon or even maybe Wednesday afternoon before we get all the drama. We see all the people have to face the media. That's going to be hilarious. They're all going to have to answer about why they left the PGA tour. Like there's guys here like uh, Louis here. Um, who else has left? DJ, obviously. <clears throat> well, and we're going to hear more names. I mean, Patrick Reed left this morning. Bryson, it's crazy. Hmm. Well, before we get to Bryson, he's 7,900, I just noticed. Hmm. Let's talk about who we like in the 8K range because do we want – I want Neiman. Neiman will be in my lineup. Now, Horschel has played horrible at majors. Would you consider horrible Horschel to be different this year? Yeah. He's had a, a totally better season than he's ever had. He's a little more focused, I guess, or – I don't know, got the better caddy this time around? Who knows? And then you also want Fitzpatrick. He's played great golf. I'd love to see how Fitzpatrick bounces back with the putter. 
Because if you go back to Moose's site and you look at Fitzpatrick, he's playing great golf on hard courses over the last six months. Let's even check it with not hard courses. I mean, he's fourth, same th- or tied for third, I guess, with Lowry. Fitzpatrick actually missed the cut with minus seven stroke, seven point six strokes putting. Like that's almost impossible to do. That's the worst putting performance of his career, besides another event at Memorial. And this is a good putter. This is truly a good putter. Look at all these good positive rounds of putting. Like he barely. I mean, he doesn't have many negative rounds of putting, and he did it to everybody. The chalk at Memorial burst everyone's bubble. So can you go back to Fitzpatrick at 85? Maybe you get low ownership on that. We'll have to see. What is surprising to me is that Sam Burns is not wanted. Why wouldn't we want Sam Burns? Burns is good at golf. I mean, for real. Dude just won the tournament. Uh, That last one he played was that Charles Schwab. He's finished 20th at the major at the PJ Championship. He won the Valspar, and then he also won in the fall swing at the Sanderson Farms. Sam Burns, 83. Oops. Let's see if we should do that. Okay, we click him in. Hmm. I haven't seen M. Oh, my God. M is 76. This is great. I had M at 82. What the fuck? Okay, so we're going to go to M. Should we go to the 7K range before we really fall in love? Brooks has been bad. You don't want Brooks anymore. Let's see. Where is even Brooks fall? Brooks is 89th in terms of strokes gained total. He's right next to Kitty Yaman for Telly. Guy's played terrible this year. I mean, he's literally been carried by the putter. That's it. In the two events that he had, well, I guess, the yeah. Yeah, well, plays the Honda well, maybe. That's Again, this is a guy that does well at U.S. Opens, does well at majors, we thought. I mean, he can he can come into uh, last year's PGA with two missed cuts and finish second. He can enter the U.S. Open last year after a missed cut and finish fourth. <sighs> what are we going to do with Brooks? Because with Brooks at a major, he's not going to be wanted. He's 87, so that's overpriced. So you're going to get him a low ownership. This is pepper the AK range territory where you go this, that, this, that, the other. I don't know. And then Tony. Tony's at 8,200. Hmm. Then you got Homa. Homa's everyone's favorite now. I think Homa, Homa will be popular at 8-1. Because what has Homa done? He's only won tournaments since we've been talking about him. Because now he's like the – he's another Sam Burns where he finishes fifth at the Memorial. He just finishes top finishes. He won the Wells Fargo. He won the Fortinet. He won the Genesis. This is all within the last two years. Max Homa. Consider it at 81. All right, let's go to the 7K range. We're not trying to do this forever. And this is the first look. It's not – we don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to form opinions. I'm going to be live tomorrow night, like I said, and we'll talk some more through it. And we'll talk about Bryson and him leaving the PGA Tour and joining the Saudi Arabia League, the Live Tour, days after saying that he would not do that and days after saying he was a religious nut. But again, maybe he knows more about his injuries and that he's not going to be able to make any money anymore. And this future of the PGA Tour is in doubt. And so now he needs to go grab and money grab and do whatever he can. All right, Corey Connors at $7,900. I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with Corey this weekend. I had him at seventy nine, so that makes sense. What we're looking for is we're looking for, have we seen him? No. Have we seen Riley? 
Where's Riley? Davis Riley is 73. Love it. Okay, so we're clicking him for sure. But before we click him, we can look at Mito at $7,800. Why is it at 78? Holy shit. Why is why is 78? What did I what did I have him at? I had him at 74. I guess that's not surprising since Wise plays again hard courses well. So we can go back to Moose's website. We can click in difficult courses. We can even click it in like over the last two years, and that would give us more of a overview of who's played well in hard courses. And you can look up Wise. Oops. Not I Wise. Wise. See, he's right there. He's tenth. Oh my gosh. He's better than JT and Louis and Spieth and DJ at hard courses over the last two years on tour. Strokes gain total, Aaron Wise, which is why you see him at 7,800. Paul Casey's had to withdraw a bunch and ruin some people, and he's probably, you know, one foot out the door of the PGA Tour as well and look at the live money. Fleetwood? Is, see, I didn't know what to do with Fleetwood. I thought I could I could lump Fleetwood around the Fitzpatricks and the, you know, Finaus and whatever else, but he's not been – I guess he's 14 out of 15 made cuts. That's great. He plays majors well. Okay, so you have Fleetwood, and then you have M because we like him, and then you have Davis Riley. That's cute, but that you know might you might not even need that because as soon as you click M and Fleetwood in, you're already up to some savings there. And then if you wanted to go up to Neiman, and you wanted to click in Burns, we're making our lineup. It's easy. Uh, Who else? Do we want anyone up here? I do think Spieth's a great click. I think he's great. I don't know why he wouldn't be great. We know Fitzpatrick's great too. He loves to par. So we we just go Fitzpatrick and save the money and then we got 9,000. Okay. Well, let's see who else we can click in the 7K range. Uh, We're at the US Open here. Pricing just got dropped. It's 1.53 p.m. Wednesday, June 8th. And I am talking about it live. And uh, I did try to price it out. I was doing it. And then I log on to Twitter, and my guy D Flowers twenty nine says something about the eight K range, and I'm like, wait, what? It's already out. Fuck! I don't even have my microphone, and I, I'm just trying to kill time. I got to go do something at two thirty, so I got to leave here in like seven minutes. Either way. Uh oh, I'm a realtor in the state of Minnesota. So if you want a realtor that likes fantasy golf as your realtor, hire me. Uh, Seamus Power at seventy five. Okay. He's ahead of Keegan Bradley, Taylor Gooch, Webb Simpson. That's cool. Okay. Harris English at 74? We've not even seen him. Did he play? Did he actually not withdraw? When was the last time we saw Harry? Did he play last week and I missed it? Yeah, he played at the Memorial. Look at his stats. They're so bad. Clearly, he's knocking the rust off. Is that his worst performance of his life? Almost. Yikes. Uh, I don't risk it with the with, with those biscuits. I don't know if I want to. Sam Burns, it's better. Uh, oops, sorry. Okay. Um, oh, I should probably zoom in on this. It's probably easier. God, I'm an idiot. I'm so bad at technology. Sorry. I'm 37, so I'm kind of a boomer. I got three kids. I got a life and a job. Can't be the best at everything, right? Okay, Munoz. See how he does this week, and maybe you want him at eight or at seventy four hundred dollars. And Tom Hoagie's here. Is Hoagie a grinder at a major? 
What about Sergio or Henley? Henley at 73. That's interesting because I thought Henley would be higher. Henley had a great start to the season, but we haven't seen him. Where's Dan? Feels like it's, he's taking a little bit of time off. Maybe he's coming in rested. We only saw him at the PG. Uh oh. So he's kind of trailed off since he had a really decent start. I don't know if I like Henley. We want a bomber, don't we? Who's a bomber? Kokrak could be a bomber at $7,200. Now, are you going to click a guy like Patrick Reed, who's $7,200, who fits the course, but he's got his, his mind on money and other places? We always play Patrick Reed. That's true. What did I have Reed priced at? I priced him somewhere. Oh, yeah, 76 So then it's a great deal. So we like him. We like Reed. Who else could we click? Maybe Davis Riley. We like. We like Fleetwood, of course. And uh, we're into Burns, like I said. Now we can decide if we want Neiman, and that gives us ten three, which gives us Cam Smith. Or you decide I don't want to spend up to Neiman, and I'll go to Fitzpatrick, and it gives me ten seven, which allows me Rory. Oh God, I love major pricing because you can build the best lineups ever. It's so fun. Okay, uh, ooh, where are we going? Okay, $7,000 low range here. We're, we're talking about um, Patrick Reed. Mm, I might play him. What about Tringali? I was a Tringali truther, and he's been disappointing. Adam Scott, Leishman, Rose at 7-2, 7-1. Makes sense. They're right in between Straka and Merritt. Can you believe it? Interesting. If they're in the six, seven, eight range, percent range in terms of ownership at this U.S. Open, I may look at those names because would you trust a Rose or Leishman or Scott over a Straka, HV3, even a Henley, Hoagie? Like, how did they come up with that? Did I price them this way? I had Hoagie below day. Um, I guess I had Sergio and Scott. I mean, Scott's played god awful. Same with Rose. So I guess I. I believe that too. Maybe, you know, it's all the same. It's hard, hard to know. That's why you do need to look at ownership because nobody knows. Even these guys, they'll show up at the tournament and they don't know if they're going to be good or bad. So if they're owned by a lot and they're Sipstrakas versus you don't get an ownership on Adam Scott, the U.S. Open, the only tournament that these three kids play and care about, do you think, you know, it's probably a good click. All right, what about Troy Mayer, Lanto, K.H. Lee, Shank? Shank is 71? How did they do that? Why did they do that? The hell are they doing that for? Have you guys seen how Shank's been? He's been so freaking bad. That is hilarious. Why is, why is Shank 71? He literally missed. Oh, I guess he was top 26 at Memorial somehow. Is that right? Hmm. Hmm, hmm. But not sure. I don't even know if I have Shank priced. Yeah, Shank was on my name of my names of names. Like I just was collecting names to figure out in the six K range, and here he is at seventy one. Okay. EVR Tom Pe Peters. You guys know who Tom Peters is. Uh, Luke List, Norin Rogers, Siwoo Kim, and Brian Harmon. Nah. Okay, so. This is, they did the same thing I did. I kind of ran out of ideas of what to do. Like, I didn't know if Neesmith should be here, Joel Damon should be here, where Straka should be, or if, like, Molinari's worthy of it now, or they do value Harmon. Because this is truly where it kind of drops off. 
like get to the low sevens and you wonder if you're needing to do this or if you need to go into the 6K range. The only reason you would is because they're going to be low owned. We don't know what's going to happen. Anything can happen. And so you can click a guy like a Neesmith at 6,900. He's next to Brandon Grace. You can click Brandon Grace at 1%. So chalk will form. We'll figure out where it's going to form. Is it going to form in the 6K range on $6,900 Phil Mickelson? Phil. Are you clicking Phil at a U.S. Open? He could complete the career Grand Slam. And he could stick it right to the PGA Tour. He take his $200 million in his career Grand Slam and just walk into the sunset. That'd be great. Phil Mickelson at 6900 Come on. I knew they'd price him around this this price, though, because of his history at U.S. Opens, potentially, or just because of his popularity, because he's Phil. But that's an overprice. We haven't seen him play for months. I guess we'll see him this weekend. So we'll have to evaluate the live results, will we? What will we take away from that? Because it's going to be such shitty, uh, such a, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> DJ better win that, and you better win it over Gooch by, like, four strokes or whatever. Okay, and now other names in the 6K range, Andrew Putnam's here, Molinari. Molinari performed. Molinari's getting his groove back, so I could see people talking up Molinari this week. You could watch for that. Kisner has no chance at a U.S. Open. He'd tell you that to your face, and he'd say, I'm just here for my top 20 if I can get it. Great. Probably won't, though. What about Mac Hughes at 68? Scott Stallings at 68? That's what I'm saying. It's like, what a drop-off. You could literally price some of these names at 7000 and then you could get, the, 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 you know, Stalling should be 62 And then the $6,000 name should be literally 4000 Are you really clicking a Fred Bondi or Boindy or whatever his name is for 6000 when you can go 6600 and get a real golfer? That's that the 600 there. Then you look at the, the 600 for Kitty, or you know, 67 for Kitty Yama, and you compare him to the six, the you know, 600 difference. It's insane. So DraftKings needs to adjust the way that they price these shit shit golfers because otherwise it's pointless. They're worthless to click. Don't do it. Like, don't get cute and think that oh man, I'm gonna click the guy and I'm gonna be the only one to have Sam Bennett and then I win. No, you will not. So I don't think we're gonna take any of these names down here. Did I even have it? Who did I want to look for? This is why I was confused because it's a it's a confusing field when you have a n- number of random names you've never heard of because they're amateur pros or whatever. <sighs> Joel Damon at 66. He plays hardcore as well. Should we go back to our friends at Fantasy National and click in here difficult? Okay, we got it. So let's look at Damon. Now, let's not even do the last two years. Let's just do the last 12 months. This is what's fun about Fantasy National is you can play around and then you can get some answers. Amen. 25th in terms of oh, wait. 25th. No, 62nd. Just kidding. What the fuck? So he's not good at difficult courses? That was in my head somehow. Who knows? Stats. No, he's bad at difficult courses. I made that up, and I'm very sorry for even saying that on the podcast here he but again joel damon a winner on tour when was the last time he won it was recently didn't he just win i guess it was last march so it was a march ago so it's been a year and a change but he's at the same price as grayson murray okay 
and Horsefield or whatever his name is. Novak, you're going to take that name? You're not. Stuart Sink? Tank. I mean, you could make a case for Wyndham Clark because it's supposed to be Bomber Paradise. I, sp- I suppose it's a U.S. Open, so Clark's going to get some love because of that. But I think we've done it. I think we've talked about almost all the names that we need to talk about. I mean, I don't really care to go into the that Bo Hostler's playing good, but do you want to click him? I mean, don't do it. I don't know. I actually don't know. I've never – well, I've won a GPP one time. And I've tried doing this in many different ways, different strategies, tracking stuff. Ultimately, though, you do want to pepper the 8K range with contrarian ball strikers that are in decent recent form, and that's the key to victory. So don't go out of your way to just do some random 6K guy just because no one else is. And then, I mean, that's a strategy, I suppose. But, yeah, we're going to talk about ownership and pivots and reasons why you need to go after the contrarian names. We're going to talk about that tomorrow night on the Golf Guys program with my friend, Degenerate75. He's a good follow on Twitter. Probably will be live tonight for his show. So go find that on YouTube for the Canadian Open. You're going to want to look at that. All right, should we make a lineup and get out of here? We kind of did. I think we're going to lean towards peppering that AK range and kind of overlooking this. But still, I think if you wanted to start Xander Spieth, you do a Xander Spieth start. That's $7,700 left. And if you do like, like Adam Scott, or you think, okay, Rose is here. It's not a bad idea. Who do we like? Because we wanted APPR. I'm a little concerned about his distractions. Like, and Adam Scott's been so bad, and so is Leash. I want to see how Rose does. Rose could end up being a good click at $7,100 if he does well this weekend at the Canadian Open. Because, you know, you kind of want a guy in good form going into a major. What about Davis Riley? That's confusing because, I mean, have you guys noticed Davis Riley? Uh, he's good at golf. I didn't know who he was until recently. But look at these, this string of good play. I mean, he's a second at the Valspar. Davis Riley was fifth at the Mexico Open in May. That's literally a month ago. Tenth, or no, ninth at the Byron Nelson. Thirteenth at the PGA Championship. Fourth at Charles Schwab. Thirteenth at the Memorial. Yes, he's playing a lot of golf. How old is Davis Riley? He's like young, right? I think he's like 25. Come on, he'll be fine. So I got Davis Riley in my life. Let's do that. And then we're leaving with 78. Okay, so we know we wanted him at 76. It's below 78. We got Fleetwood, and that leaves us 83. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay, nice to talk to you, boys and girls. Well, that's our lineup, so don't steal it and don't duplicate me. Don't dupe me, bro. All right, thanks for watching, liking, subscribing. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, like I said. You guys are awesome. Take it easy.